Thank you for listening to an audio resource from Stanwich Church located in Greenwich and Stamford, Connecticut. The vision of Stanwich Church is to know Christ and make Him known. The Old Lesson Testament for today is from Jeremiah chapter 29, verses 10 through 14. This can be found on page 780 of your Pew Bible. The prophet Jeremiah delivers God's message to his people who are in exile in Babylon. After 70 years of prayer and repentance, God will deliver them from their captivity and restore the nation of Israel. A reading from Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning with the 10th verse. For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. For I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. When I was in fifth grade, I had terrible vision. And I kind of knew it, but I didn't want to do anything about it. And this might offend some people, but at the time, I thought that glasses were lame. So I'm looking around, I see a lot of people in glasses. Don't worry, I've changed my ways, I've come to my senses. But at the time, I thought that glasses were lame, so there was no part of my life plan that involved getting glasses. But unfortunately, you you can't hide that forever, so I'm squinting in class trying to see the board. My teacher finds out, she tells my mom, and all of a sudden, I'm on my way to an eye doctor appointment. So for those who have been at the eye doctor before, you know how it works. You sit down, the eye doctor brings over this interesting contraption, I don't know what it's called, but it looks like there's two massive wheels and a bunch of lenses. You put it on your face and you look through it. And I remember begrudgingly sitting there and I'm, I'm getting ready for the you know, thing to happen. And the eye doctor clicks something and the lenses just fall in. And I just went, whoa. <laughs> R-S-T-L-N. And I could see, it was crazy. And I, I walked out from that you know, appointment, and I remember exactly where I was. It was downtown Shelton, I grew up in that area, and I could see the individual leaves on the tree across the street, because I hadn't been able to see. That was just, you know, I had bad vision. And so even though I had no desire to go to the eye doctor, my mom knew better. She had a better plan, and I didn't even realize it at the time, but it was just what I needed. Now, one of the most difficult parts of walking through our faith journey is that like that undesired trip that I took to the eye doctor, sometimes we have to go through unexpected and undesired parts of the plan that God has for us. And before we get that clarity that I literally received at the eye doctor appointment, we have to live in the unknown. And it's a difficult place to be. And when we find ourselves in that place, we have to ask ourselves an important question. What happens when God's plan for our life doesn't go as expected. 
Over the next five weeks, we're going to be in a new sermon series titled Strangers and Exiles. We're going to follow the Israelites through captivity, where they once were in Jerusalem, now they've been exiled into Babylon. Now, the Israelites, they never expected to be exiles in a foreign land. But we're going to discover that while their plans didn't go as they expected, God had a greater plan, and it was for their good. So as we begin this new year, Happy New Year, by the way, um, as we begin this new year, this new sermon series as well, I want to have us all ask this question. What happens when God's plan for our life doesn't go according to plan? The unexpected and the undesired happens. We start in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10, where it says, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will visit you, and I will fulfill to you my promise and bring you back to this place. Well, as you could probably gather from the sermon series title, Strangers and Exiles, the Israelites are currently in exile. They were once in Jerusalem, their hometown, and they've been ripped out from that place and cast away in Babylon. But did you catch how long it was for? Anybody? We just read it. How many years? 70 70 years. This isn't just a weekend away. This isn't just a couple months doing a fun trip. This is a lifetime, 70 years in exile. And when I was reading this passage, I kind of glossed over it. I just missed it. And I found this painting that helped me to understand the severity of what was taking place. And if we can throw that up on the wall behind me. This is a painting by James Tissett, and it hangs today at the Jewish Museum in Uptown Manhattan. And it helped me to understand the severity of the situation for the Israelites. So you can see here, the picture says a thousand words. You see the Israelite exiles being forced out of their homeland. You can see Babylonian soldiers um, forcing them to march away from the place they used to call home. And I don't know if you can see this, but the town behind them, Jerusalem, is up in flames. The temple that they spent generations building is being torn apart. Homes are being destroyed. This was not a peaceful transition. This was a hostile takeover. And to put it into context, imagine if Greenwich, Connecticut was overtaken by a foreign power and all of us, all the churches, all our homes, everything was burned to the ground. And we were forced to uproot our lives against our will and be sent to a foreign land as captives for 70 years. Now, the craziest part about all of this is that God orchestrated the entire thing. Isn't that interesting? That's what I wrestle with in this passage. This was part of God's plan for his chosen people, the Israelites. These are the same people that God spoke to at the very beginning in the book of Genesis and said to Abraham, your offspring are going to outnumber the stars in the sky. This is the same God that chose the Israelites and told King David that through his lineage, there would be a king who would rule forever. And you know what the Israelites did? They received those promises, but eventually they turned away. They they lived in sin. They worshipped false idols. But 70 years in exile, I just can't wrap my head around why God would allow for something so tragic to happen. Well, the hard truth is that sometimes God's plans for our life aren't what we expect. 
or they aren't what we desire. And in those moments, it's easy to feel abandoned. I'm sure the Israelites felt that way. 70 years. And I wonder for us if we've ever felt that way. Plans didn't go as expected. The undesired happens. Yet it's part of God's plan for our lives. Well, not to be bleak. I know it's a new year and we're all hoping for a rah-rah sermon maybe, but it's not happening yet. We'll get there. But sometimes, if we're being honest, things get worse before they get better when we step into a part of God's plan for our lives that's unexpected or undesired. And in a way, we experience, we're not literally exiles, right? But we experience spiritual exile, where no matter how far we reach towards God, he just feels out of reach. And we're lost or dismayed in spiritual exile. Well, as we journey down into the valley for a minute before we get to the mountaintop, I want you to be encouraged that God does some of his best work in the valley. Let's continue reading on in Jeremiah 29.11 as we enter into the valley together. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. So far we've talked about how at one point or another, God's plan for our life might go differently than we expect or desire. The Israelites, they faced exile. I'm sure they didn't love that. And each one of us, God's plan includes things that we don't expect or we may not want to have happened. Now this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, it's one of the most quoted verses in the Bible. Maybe some of you recognized it as we were reading it. And I think it's one of the most quoted verses in the Bible because it, it hits the nail on the head of our spiritual condition. Now remember, Jeremiah was writing this not necessarily to you and me. He was writing it to the audience that, that was delivered to at the time, which was the Jewish exiles. And how were the Jewish exiles feeling at this point? I'm sure they were discouraged. They were lost. Confused, without hope. And what Jeremiah tells them is that there will come a time when God meets them in their exile and promises to restore them. It's such a powerful word. And while you and I, we're not literally in exile, like I said earlier, sometimes we're in spiritual exile where God feels out of reach. Words like lost, dismayed, disoriented, confused, hopelessness. These are words that come to mind when we think of this very normal and real phase of our Christian walk. There's a name for it. It was coined by a 16th century Spanish priest, um, and the phrase was the dark night of the soul. Maybe some of you have heard of it. The dark night of the soul describes this arc of so many of our journeys in our faith walk with God, where Something tragic happens or unexpected, undesired, and then we become dismayed or without hope, confused about what's happening, and it leads us to the pit. It leads us to rock bottom. And there is a period of time where there's restoration, but before I get there, I want us to sit in the pit for a second. 
I wonder if anyone here has been there before and knows what I'm talking about. I, at one point, hit rock bottom. I was working as a trading assistant. It was my first job out of college. Very exciting. Talk about everything you could have asked for, right? A job out of school. But unfortunately, I wasn't meshing well with the team that I was placed with. And so I had a lot of stress. I had a lot of anxiety, depression. um, And the work just kept piling on. And I'd never been in a situation where I just tried as hard as I could, but it just wasn't working out. And so this was a season where I walked into the unexpected and undesired. It was a part of God's plan for my life. And I still felt like God was calling me to stay there for two more years. But every day it hurt. And I didn't like it. And then one night, after a difficult day, I drove straight past my apartment in West Hartford. And I drove a convenient hour and a half back to my parents' house in Shelton, And I walked in, I went upstairs, my parents met me, and I just collapsed to the ground because I was so discouraged, so dismayed, so hopeless. And in that moment, I asked, I basically told God that I was broken and that I had nothing left and everything I was trying wasn't working and that I needed God to fix me. And in that moment, I rededicated my life to God in the pit at rock bottom. And you know what God did? Absolutely nothing. (laughs) So the next day I went to work and all of the challenges that I was facing before still existed, Um, still dealing with anxiety and depression and, and wrestling with what was next and still confused. But it's not fair to say God didn't do anything, of course. He he did something dramatic, actually. Um, He did nothing about my outside circumstances at the time, but he did everything within me. He changed me from the inside out. What he did was, in the unexpected and undesired place, he met me there. Mm -hmm. He met me in the pit. And not only that, he restored me. And I'm here today because of that rock bottom. And I'm grateful to God for that rock bottom, even though it sounds crazy that I'm telling you that today. But God does his best work in the valley, doesn't he? Like the vision that I received from the eye doctor when I didn't want to go, but then I finally got that clarity. God wants to bless you in the valley that you find yourself in. He wants to make the most of it. He wants to meet you in the pit and not only meet you, but restore you for the purposes that he has for you. But what if you're still waiting for that encounter? What if you're still in the pit? You haven't encountered God. You're searching, but you can't find him. You want restoration, but it hasn't happened yet. Well, living in the unexpected, it can feel dark and scary, but God isn't surprised or afraid. And in fact, he's hiding, not hiding, he's waiting to be found in plain sight, waiting to be discovered. So let's experience Thank you for bearing with me in the valley. Let's experience now restoration. In Jeremiah 29, verse 12. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me, and I will hear you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. 
I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I will restore your fortunes and gather you from all the nations and all the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord. And I will bring you back to the place from which I sent you into exile. So we've addressed that God's plan for our life sometimes goes differently than we've expected. Undesirable parts of God's plan that we have to live in. But thankfully, we can be encouraged that God wants to meet us in that place. He wants to restore us. But what if we're still waiting for that? We're still waiting for that restoration and that encounter. Well, thankfully, God gives us a solution in the low places we find ourselves. I like to explain it this way. It's kind of like a parent and a toddler playing hide-and-seek. You had, and we all had some Christmas parties recently. Maybe you're with family and you've seen this recently. But the parent or the babysitter or whatever, if they're playing hide-and-seek with the toddler, I don't know if there's any young kids here. They're all in kids' church. But imagine you're all like five-year-olds and I'm playing hide-and-seek with you. Be like, all right, you got 10 seconds to close your eyes and I'm going to hide. And this is where I would hide. <laughs> right? I'm hiding in plain sight. I'm not really hiding so that you can't find me. I'm very nearby. I know exactly what's going to happen. You're going to open your eyes, if you're a toddler, obviously, and you'll discover me very quickly, and it'll be so exciting. Everyone's going to be happy, and it's such a sweet moment. Now, the parent playing hide-and-seek with the toddler, it's, it's a touching moment. It's done in love, and the parent knows exactly what's going to happen. And that's how it is with God. When we seek God in that valley, in the unexpected and undesired places, in our lives, he's often hiding in plain sight. And I can't tell you how many times God brings me as a part of his plan into an undesired and unwanted place. I'm stressed, I'm overwhelmed, I don't know what to do, I don't see a solution. And if I simply just stop, put all that aside, I take out my Bible, I remind myself of God's promises, I pray, and then I just listen that God has met me in that. It, it can be, we can make it too complicated. I can make it too complicated for myself. Even writing the sermon, I was getting overwhelmed, and I just, God gave me permission to put it down and buy some dairy-free Ben and Jerry's and <laughs> relax for the night. I'm lactose intolerant. Um, but that's, that's the beauty of encountering God. He wants to meet us in the valley. He wants to meet you in the unexpected and undesired parts of God's plan for your life. But not only that, he wants to restore. He wants to restore you for the purposes that he has for you. So seek after God in all seasons of life, but especially in the undesired and unexpected ones. Because God's waiting to be found. He's nearer than we know. So I have a question for all of us this morning as we're stepping into a new year. What are some of those unexpected and undesired places that God has sent you into. Remember, God sent the Israelites, his chosen people who he loved, into exile for 70 years. It's okay if you're not in the best place right now. God still loves you. What are some places that God has sent you into, the unexpected and the undesired? And what would it look like to encounter God in that place? God wants to meet you 
in that place. And not only that, he wants to restore you for the purposes that he has for you. Some people's stories are um, riddled with tragedy. So I don't want the takeaway from this to be that the bad things that happen are just a way for God to make you X, Y, Z. Um, I'm sorry if there's been a situation in your life that we have no answer for. There's no clarity on why God allowed something so devastating to happen. And I'm sorry that you've had to wrestle with that with God. But what I'm so encouraged about is that even if our story is filled with tragedy that we have no explanation for, that there's hope. We've been talking a lot about the unexpected and the undesirable things that happen in our life that God has a plan about. Well, one of the greatest promises that we hold on to as Christians is that when we fail to live out our faith in a way that God calls us to, we can lean on the one who did. See, Jesus, he perfectly lived out the unexpected. He perfectly lived out the undesirable path. It led him to a cross. So when we're struggling to wrap our heads around, why God, why God, why? Unfortunately, I don't know if we're ever going to find out that answer. But be encouraged that Jesus is, is with you every step of the way in the unexpected and the undesired. And not only that, he wants to meet you and restore you in that place. And if the restoration isn't seen in this lifetime, every single one of us gets to live with the hope of an abundant life now, and it might look differently than we expect, but without a doubt, forever. Amen. To learn more about the mission and vision of Stanwich Church and how you can get involved, please visit stanwichchurch.org.